Hello, best friends. Hello, best friends. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with a question mark. But on Thursdays, which is today, it just has a lot of question marks sprinkled throughout it. I'm Katie Nolan, and I just said it's Thursday, so someone's here with me. And you may not know this person, but it's Ashley Bray Band. Man, I didn't even do a drum roll for myself. I know. We're out of practice. It's also weird because we were just discussing, I'm looking at the pod doc, Mm -hmm. and you are not for the first time in the history of you and I doing a podcast together. Of me doing any podcast ever in my life. Oh. oh, oh, wait, no, I guess when I AFE. did AFE, yeah, you yeah. but I still I had a page actually, of notes to reference. I, yeah, see, I was going to say, I bet you didn't have one for AFE, and then I was like, you know her, she probably made her own pod doc and I referenced sure it throughout the podcast, yeah. <laughs> which I was trying to figure out if it's better, because you said when you logged on to the Zoom that I took, mm-hmm. I finally figured out how to take off a waiting room, because I didn't want you to have to wait in a waiting room, but when you logged in, you were like, treat me like you would a guest, and so that I'm doing that, and I'm not sending you this doc. But if at any point you're like, can I just get the doc to anchor I- myself? You just let me know, and I'll. Send uh, so you, you know what it is? It's not the doc. It's that this is the only podcast ever in my life I've never prepped for. Hmm. Like I, I'm coming in very, very unprepped, which is yeah. strange. And I'm coming in prepped for two other podcasts I tried to make happen today that um, <laughs> my incompetence has led to not being able to make happen. So let's just start by telling the people what happened. Um, I, uh, you know, Thursdays and the booking is difficult because I think I've set the bar for who I'm booking pretty high with the guests that I've had lately. And also, it's just like a, a lot of them have been, oh, it makes perfect sense to talk to this person this week. I had somebody this week that had to reschedule, and I was convinced that everything would work out. And then here we are. It's Thursday afternoon, and things had not worked out after another uh, fail-safe I tried to employ last night fell apart because I don't know how to audio engineer a podcast from my home um, mm. with another person and blah, 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 blah. Today, I was like, look, I either have to send an email that admits defeat or I actually think it might be time to talk to Ashley. Yeah, go after very the gold standard guest. It was very important to me that you <laughs> knew that a no was acceptable if you weren't ready to talk. But look, watching uh, what happened to us sucked. What happened to you sucked. And I think hearing you talk about it Watching our audience react to that was like, whoa, this is very helpful for them to hear. So I texted you and was like, look, no is an acceptable answer, but I think if you're comfortable, we should chat today. And you were like, give me three minutes. And I was like, God, (laughs) this woman continues to be the most dependable person in my life. And so Ashley Brayband, welcome to the podcast. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm staring at an ad read I have to read. And I don't want to do it because I want to talk to you, but well, I'm going to do it first. Yeah, you got to pay the bills. If there were a way that you wanted to hear an ad read, like just for your own personal pleasure, <sighs> what, is man- there, if there were a way? Gosh, again, if you had let not on the spread. spot, listen to your heart. Wait, are you? Are you no, sing- we don't do singing ad reads anymore. Travis got rid of them. A lot has changed here. Man, did that just give away that I haven't been listening to them? No, lives? because look, I haven't listened to yours. It would break I haven't my heart. listened to a single one since Yeah, I can't either. <laughs> when we had a conversation the other day and you said something about it, and I asked you a question, I'm like, Katie, you just told on yourself you haven't listened to her podcast. But I'll tell you to your face, it's not because I don't love you, it's because yeah. I love you. It would hurt yeah. too much. So I'm not even going to listen to this one, to be honest. I love your podcast and I'll tell everybody else to listen to it, but I'm not ready yet. <laughs> not listening to your podcast is self-care for me. So, yeah, that was about right. Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh, I mean, I'm okay. The answer is always like, 
better when I see your face. Also, I really like your jacket. I wanted to interrupt oh, your read the whole time. It's you. really cute. Thank you look you. great. I, um, I've like, I, didn't you get one of these for Austin? I don't know. Oh, the, the suit? You got him a full track suit? Yeah, when we were at the Super Bowl, the yeah. red one. I think since that moment, I've been like, I love Adidas track jackets and I've never just got one. And so I just, you know what? Got you just one. did it. It doesn't look as cool on me as it does on other people. But Stop I wear it. it. You look fantastic. I wear it. Just thank you so much, Ashley. That's really nice. What's um, what's been going on? Well, I do have some big news. Oh, I, I didn't. Was, even, do I know this? No, I was gonna. I was gonna call you today. What? Uh, don't get, don't get too excited. Um, I went to the eye doctor. That's great. Tell me that yes. your eyesight is awful now. It's not. It's not quite 2010. Like I couldn't get every letter on the 2010 line. I got some of them. Um, but it's better than 2015. So 2015 is still better than 2020, but it's not, okay. it's not 2010 like it used to be, but okay. Still. Was that your first time going to an eye doctor? Since I think 2004. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Must be super nice. It was great. I was like, I'm sorry. Can you just classify where this ranks? Would you consider this good? Would you consider oh. it above average? He's like, it's excellent. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. I needed that qualifier so I could alert my friend. Yeah, um, I'm surprised you weren't like, can you just call uh, in my phone that's <laughs> under Katie? Could you just call her and let her know? <laughs> well, I was like, so if it's between 2010 and 2015, is that like 2012? He's like, well, we don't classify that. That's not you how know, the numbers work. It's lady. ranked 2010, 2015. So it's better than 2015, mm -hmm. but it's not quite 2010. But mm -hmm. listen, no one's going to call me. You can just say whatever you want. I'm like, I'm not going to lie about this, Dr. Rothman. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to be mm -hmm. very honest. Put him on blast. Yeah. I mean, he was great. But cool. So you're so what you're saying is your update is that you're a little bit less perfect than before, but you're still more perfect. Yeah, I have aged, but I'm still better than that's everyone great. else. Yeah, that's so that's so great for you. I'm, I can't say that I've got any updates along those same lines. <laughs> but look, your update about your perfection is actually a yeah. very good update for me because I have a best friend who, who chooses to be my friend now is no longer required to be. No. She chooses and she's better that's than perfect. True. Yeah, I guess I could have. Couldn't have escaped it before, but now now you I could. could well, don't start. It's, don't start considering your exit plan <laughs> here. Um, maybe start thinking about that later. What else is new other than your eyes? What's going on? How's your kid? Um, my kid's awesome. He's really great. He's old now. I sent you a video of him last night. Uh, he calls Roberto Firmino like either a combination of expecto Firmino or respecto Firmino, both of which I'm okay with. You know, like I expect him to come in and dominate, but also I respect him so much. Mm. So that's pretty great. Uh, he has also recently discovered the song Danger Zone from Top Gun. Huh. Mm. Uh, and as you and I have discussed at length, we have instituted like a family shoots and letters game yes, every night. Which we should discuss. We should, uh, because I was worried um, for a while that I had birthed all of my luck into my son. Do you want to talk about this here? Because I love this conversation, but I didn't know if you'd want to talk about it. Oh, Ashley said sure. to me the other day on, in a Zoom that wasn't being recorded, which does happen, which is <laughs> still super weird that it's the only way I can see my friend. It's not like we Well, we could FaceTime. Out. Why did we choose to Zoom instead of FaceTime? I think because I had my laptop and it's easier. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. I just okay. mean I, I would like to see you in person more than mm. I do. Yeah. Um, but recent circumstances has led to that <laughs> not being the thing that's going to happen. But anyway, we were talking and you said, can I tell you a crazy theory that I have? And I'm like, always. And she said, I think I've always been a very lucky person and I believe when I gave birth to my son, all of my luck transferred to him. Yeah, I think it did. I, I think at least part of it did. 
Because listen, there are many examples of this. It, when you play games at the at the children's level, a lot of them are based on luck and not skill. You know, it's like spin and move that many spaces, or you know, um, flip cards over and whatever. But he consistently beat me. Not like where you you're the parent, and so you let your kid win, which is something I'm struggling with as a parent in general. But I didn't. For anybody who doesn't know, Ashley is the most competitive person I've ever met, and I work in sports. Quietly competitive. Yes, very sneaky about it. Yes, it's it sneaks up on the people that don't see it coming. (laughs) Then once you know it's there, you can see it in every almost everything she does. Um, but in like a really charming and endearing. Totally, I haven't cut you out of my life. I just had to, I had to change my competitiveness to like, you know what? It's really going to mess up Ashley's day if she doesn't get yeah. a win. So let's, yeah. let's get There's her a win. a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Not I really wouldn't... a gracious winner either if we're giving, if we're offering mm-hmm. full honesty. Uh, I, I, Which to me reflects uh, your, your uh, willingness to win. And then also you've got a slight disbelief that you're, you think you're not going to. So when you do, you're genuinely excited. But those of us who knew you were going to win all along are like, yes, Ashley, you beat me at math problems. We well, knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I, I will continue to grow in my graciousness. Yes, sure. Um, I will say I'm a lot better than I used to be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, but so you thought you gave all of your luck to your kid because you're playing this very luck-based thing scheduled Mm -hmm. regularly and you're not winning like you normally would have. No, at all. I mean, the first, for the first stretch, I think Austin won the first four games in a row and then maybe Steve got one and then Austin got two more and I hadn't won once and which is very unlike me Mm. and very hard for me to stomach. And just the amount of times that he won that's probability-wise, it shouldn't be happening. He should mm-hmm. not be winning that often. <laughs> I ran the numbers. So, probability-wise, didn't Probability-wise, we should be splitting it one-third each, you know? Nope. Nope. I don't understand probability, so I'm just going to take your word for that. It's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty straightforward. So, he, yeah, he was winning, decimating us and taunting mm-hmm. us afterwards, mm-hmm. which is well, cool, but hysterical. But this is where um, I'll remind you mm-hmm. that that's how kids work. They take things from mom and they yep. take things from dad mm-hmm. and mush them into a person and then you get to watch them. Yeah. So the point of having luck, you hope that you're lucky enough to have given your luck to your son. You hope that your son gets your luck, not your- I mean, not at my expense. Other stuff. <laughs> but, but it's not at your expense because you are lucky to have a son who is lucky. Yeah, sure. It's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, we could take it and split it. You know, you probably it's, have. It's less selfish. You probably have. It's just you, right I, now you feel very unlucky for valid reasons. You talked me off the ledge with saying I was too in my head and I needed the win too badly. That if I just you know relaxed and had fun and didn't stress so much about winning shoots and ladders, it would come to me. And then the next night. Um, I won and we decided to play two games that night and I won both and Look at that. I felt so much better. Look at that. I also So now said, it's like seven to two to one. Like it's still not close, still but at least track. I'm on the board. Because the thing I said was, is it is maybe the issue that you've got a scoreboard of how many times people have won? Maybe you should think less <laughs> about who's winning the family game night as that's not technically what it's about. But I also no. said to you, and I believe this and I stand by it, of course your kid is going to be lucky. He has you for a mom. That's an incredibly lucky situation to be born into. So he's been lucky from the moment that he was your child. Thank you. That's yeah, you're sweet. welcome. 
That's one of those things that you're like, yeah, uh-huh, thank uh-huh, you. Sure, totally, lady. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. No, that's, wow, the most thoughtful. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So outside of playing games with your kid, mm-hmm. what else is new? What else do we need to update on? You've got a podcast. I do. I have that a I podcast. That I listen to. That you love. Tell me, what's, what's, Spiritually? Your, what's your favorite thing about it? Do you well, think? so what I like is the way that you and Steve um, are able to showcase how your relationship works mm-hmm. while also disagreeing. You guys don't take mm. the same stance on the questions. You can have right. healthy disagreements, but somehow in disagreeing, people can see why the two of you have such a, a not beneficial, just like a good relationship that works. You're like, it's visibility for relationships that aren't like, yeah, babe, yeah, babe, you're the best. You're the best. It's smart. And it also helps people work through their problems. Nobody is better at considering every single aspect of a question being asked than you. And Steve is usually like, oh, let's just answer it and go to the next one. And so the, the dynamic on it just really works for me. What's your favorite thing about the episodes of this podcast? uh, Of the Thursdays in particular? Yeah. Sure. What I love, what I love about the Thursday shows in particular, is how evergreen they are. Mm-hmm. You know, part of what I kind of struggled with, and I think a lot of people struggle with, is listening to timely podcasts because things pop up, you know, and you fall behind, and then you kind of feel like if you're a couple of weeks behind on catching up with the pod, like the conversations aren't as relevant. Whereas your Thursday podcasts, when you sit down with a guest and kind of do a, a more traditional interview, not only goes off in more unscripted, insightful tangents, where I think we get to learn a, a lot about those people in a way that we don't get to when we're seeing them on TV, um, but it's also stuff that you can you take in these really important lessons that you can go back to time and time again, because it's not necessarily tied to like the sporting news of the week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Plus, I've always said you're an incredible interviewer. You get people to admit things and talk about things that nobody else can. And it's just such, it's such a gift for me to finally be able to listen to you mm. that skill. Yeah, all but the time. In, in a platform that's really very freeing. Like there's no constructs on time. There's no limits on direction. It's just Katie's brain is taking us on this path. And it's just, it's such a pleasure for me to be I, able to follow along. I give you an A plus on your review of my podcast, having not listened. Yours also was incredible. Yes, we was are so good, good at this. We are good at this. Here's the thing. I, it's the, yeah, I know you so well that I'm like, I can basically fill in the blanks of what the podcast is. And the other thing is I know I'd love it. And that's why I can't listen to it because uh, I can be a bigger person and be happy for you instead of sad for me. But it's hard when it's like it, me alone listening to you. But I want you to know, and I, I think you do, that all I want is you to have all the success in your life. What I wanted before was for us to have it together. And yeah. I still would love that. But mm-hmm. due to circumstances out of our control, it doesn't mean I don't want you to spread your wings and fly wherever you want to fly, just not too close to the sun because I've heard that you like Greek mythology. I, I do. That's really bad. Icarus. Classic yeah. Icarus. Right. So what do you think your thoughts would be on – coming on my podcast now that I've dipped my toe back into the sports world. Absolutely love to do it if you ever want me to do it. I am so available. It's not even, uh, I don't want to say it's not even funny because what a trite thing to say, but it isn't. It isn't funny at all. I am incredibly available (laughs) for anyone's podcasts. Um, Well, you and I have been talking about trying to do something live again. mm. Um, I just, I need, I've always been a person who, 
who is looking forward to X, whether that's a vacation or like a huge date on like the work calendar or a birthday or a holiday or something. It's like, put your head down and plug and grind until we get to here. Um, and I don't have a here right now. Like I don't have something to plan and look forward to. Mm. And so I really need something to do. And I've talked to you and I've talked to Steve about maybe trying to do like a live episode of Dear Ashley or do some iteration of Dear Ashley and friends and bring on a friend to help answer some questions and offer a fresh perspective. Uh, and if that's something that you'd be up for, I'd I would love, love to. to try to actually plan it. So I, I have love to do it. something to look forward to. I would love to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. Let's figure out when and then okay. tell everybody. Cool. What is, uh, what's your favorite thing about doing it? What is the lesson so far you've learned from Dear Ashley? Because last time we spoke, it was like, you were like, I'm going to do this because I, A, need something to do. Yeah. But B, it was like, look, everything in life is a lesson if you, if you care to really make it one. And so, so far, experience with Dear Ashley, where are we at? Um, I've had a couple, a couple big takeaways. One, I forgot how much fun it is to work with Steve. Mm. it's been a while. Like we, for the people who don't know, Steve is my husband. We worked very closely together at ESPN for over a decade. Um, and then he took another job when I got relocated and it, he's very funny and he is very different than I am, but we collaborate really well together. And it's been such a refreshing change of pace in our relationship to not be like arguing over what we're going to have for dinner, but like arguing over, whether you'd rather not be able to tell the difference between babies and bagels or have a tiny leprechaun follow you around kicking you in the shin every once in a while. Like that kind of stuff. My is favorite just, episodes. Those were my favorite yeah. two separate episodes. Of Same episode. Most Same, recent I loved episode. that episode so yeah. much. It's a, it's, yeah. It was a good yeah. one. It was. Um, felt like two. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just fun to work with him. It really is. Um, it's also really surprising how often I'm not right. Like, I think I'm right <laughs> close to 100% of the time. <laughs> and then I'll go online and see people like in the subreddit will put up polls or people on Twitter will be weighing in. And even, even when I still technically win, like numbers wise, the amount of people that agreed with Steve, I'm shocked by. Mm. I was like, How could you have that perspective? I really genuinely always thought I was right and it wasn't close. So it's been very good for me to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, huh. Like I knew on paper there people could hypothetically disagree with me, but to see it in practice is just so shocking. It's, it's very alarming. Well, here's it the thing. Really I, would, I would venture a guess that that's because being as smart as you are and as you've said, as lucky as you've been, it would be hard for you to look at people in your life and be like, everybody here can offer me a perspective I don't already understand. Because you're very, very smart. But sometimes the dumb perspective or a dumber perspective helps make you smarter. The more you can understand the way another person would think, that's like, I think what people refer to as emotional intelligence. The more yeah. you can broaden that, the more you're like, oh, okay. So I'm mostly right still. That's important to me. But I understand the people who think differently. Yeah. Like You're not right. Thing. I see. I can understand your thought process. Yeah. Arriving at the wrong conclusion. Yeah. It's like kind of empathy, except for that last part. That yeah. You, but it's, it's important. An important skill. I feel like when we, when I was first kicking around the idea and like throwing it out to you, I had envisioned doing it by myself and kind of taking these more 
serious questions and really offering this like heartfelt advice. And then as soon as Steve got on board, he started, there was, I think probably week two, throwing stuff in a doc. I'm like, what? These questions aren't what I was thinking. These are way sillier. Like these are hypothetical debates as opposed to like very serious life questions. And he's like, yeah, let's mix it up, you know? And those kind of things were the things people have been responding to and resonating with the most. And so I think having his perspective, I let him pick every question now. He picks Mm. every question every week. And sometimes I'll tweak the order, but for the most part, he does it. And it's just kind of... it's just fun to see where his brain takes it, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like he's, mm-hmm. he's doing the, the producing, he's doing mm-hmm, the work. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, a, such I'm a just wondering vibe. if you see the parallels. I, oh, of course I do. But I've always been the me side. I've never I, been I the know. you side. Because you used to always be like, look, I have, here's your two voicemails for the week, but I have eight backups and I'm going to put all of them in this doc and I want you to pick. And I was like, I would love you to pick. I want to know what questions you think we should answer. But you were so good at being considerate of me and what I would like. And you would always defer of like, you'll probably pick a better one in a way that I was like, I won't because I'm not going to see any of them. And so the one you pick, I just want the one you like the most. But you're very, very smart and you're very confident in a way that you know you're right, except in certain situations where you are like, if I'm not right, I'm, I've failed. And so you couch it for yourself instead of just being like, I'm right. I, I know this is the right question. And if it's not, I know Katie's going to let me know that's not the right question. You know what's uh, – I had this like illuminating thought the other day, which I don't know if you're going to relate to because you don't drive an automobile very oh, often. Man, do I wish. I miss it so much. I wish that I had the confidence in life and the decisiveness – and sense of justice on a day-to-day basis <laughs> that I have when I'm driving a car. Ooh. You know, like if somebody comes up next to me and we're kind of close, I like gun it to get in front of them. Mm-hmm. If it's like someone puts on their blinker, I'm like, no, I'm sorry, it's my turn. I have the right of way. You know, like you stand up for yourself, you cut people off, like you get ahead and you're like, this is, why don't I let, why don't I not let people mess with me in real life the way that I do when I'm driving? Can I answer the question? please because when you're driving you know your destination wow you know where you're going in life you're like i don't i would have to confidently know where i'm trying to get to in order to not let this person pass Mm. me on my way to there but if you don't know where you're going which is totally okay but society has told us you're supposed to be in goal driven and focused and there are people who are and i respect them but i don't i can't relate to them i relate more to people who are like look i take the opportunities given to me and i make sure that i make the best of them in that moment which makes for what the kind of content that i can react to and respond to better the kind of content that speaks to me but it also makes for a very chaotic sense of your general life where if that thing you were so focused on goes away you're like well now what do I focus intently on being very good at? Yeah. And you're realizing that you're driving on a road and you're like, well, where am I even going? And then somebody cuts you off and you're like, well, they probably know where they're headed. I don't. So <laughs> they should have the right of way. And it's just, it's completely different. Like the, yeah. when you're, you're very rarely driving to nowhere, but when you are, you notice you drive differently because you're not in a rush to get somewhere because you're there to drive. That's an incredibly smart answer. <laughs> 
I just know like, you. it's really, really smart. I just know you. I know you. I see your anxieties and I know that you are so good at figuring stuff out, especially for other people that you, when you can't, you know, make it add up for you, you're like, well, then it's me. I'm messing up, but you're not, you're not messing up at all. Well, I mean, it certainly does feel that way. We've had, and I mean, we can, we can dip our toe into the, you know, as the far more, as you want to, the, the water might more be serious cold. stuff, as long as we can talk about Big T and CT's relationship at some point. Oh, of like, course. I'm a couple, I'm an episode or two behind, but we oh, can absolutely. Oh, man. Why? Because okay. I've noticed there was a change coming in their relationship. And now this, I'm wondering if what you want to talk about is that it changed. No, it's just the episode from last night is mm. just great. So two we, behind. We won't have to I'm disappointed it, in this season of the challenge. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm hoping that it's about to like turn the corner and get better. I think they're taking themselves too seriously. I can't get past the cinematic shots. Yes, and the and the cinematic <laughs> shots mixed with the things that used to be charming, like Burger King is going to provide you with something. And you used to be <laughs> like, oh my God, they're so scrapped for cash that they're letting Burger King own this segment. And then you're like, oh, I'm noticing them do these cinematic shots. I see themselves starting to buy into the nickname of like the fifth major sport in America. Maybe they're going to go down that road. And then while they're going down that road, they're still selling the rights to a segment <laughs> to Burger King. And you're like, well, the NFL wouldn't do that. And so this is weird. Yep. And so they're kind of having it both ways. Like having the, having the briefcase reveal of, and something special from Burger King on top of the money. And they like go over and they like, Open they these briefcases. The reveal. It was like thirty whole seconds of programming about opening a suitcase, and I'm it like, was like, I know what it is. Whoppers for life. Cool. Like, what? Cool. Why is that in a briefcase? Well, it's and then we have to go to a soundbite of a contestant thing. saying that that's going to change their relationship with their children, and you're like, oh no, it isn't. God. It is, and it isn't. It's... But we, it doesn't have to be the biggest. I can't have them take it so seriously and still be such a joke. Yeah. At the same time, it's throwing me off. It's bumming me out. It's a weird weird vibe but not a weird vibe big t and ct let's let's touch base when you've had a chance to catch up okay because the up till now i loved them when they first started that she was like look i can help with this like softening of you and making you less scary and he's like look i'm a competitor i can i believe in you and then i got to i think the last episode i watched was where he was like man i'm kind of getting held back by big t and i'm not mad at her i'm going to accept that this season is essentially he said a sports theme he was like it's a rebuild season for me i yeah. am just here and i will make the best of this season and the next season we'll try it different way but i love i love his ability to do that but i believe i saw in previews that he gets into a fight he looked like old ct and i know we all know he's struggling with a relationship at home that his bio on the mtv website pointed out was on the rocks which <laughs> is just so weird imagine if you were going to do like you and steve were on the rocks which you aren't but imagine if you were and you went to do it like this podcast and in the description of it i was like ashley struggling with her marriage at home stops by to it's like what a weird violation of your privacy to put that in writing on a company's website very 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 weird and i imagine wouldn't help the rocks that the relationship is on but no. i worry that we were going to reignite old ct are you telling me that's what happened do you want me to tell you kind of happens? uh no don't worry about it it is a positive it's a good thing okay. you're gonna leave with warm fuzzy feelings oh, like you would God. if you watched ted lasso and i know i can't figure out how to make you watch it because the more I tell you to watch it, the more you're not going to want to watch it. And Hi, I know I'm Halt Catch Fire. Hi, I, I'm Halt Catch Fire. three episodes I in. Know, I watched an episode you, two days ago. You, I'm I chipping you, I, away. I guilted you 
so hard into so, watching it that now sometimes when I text you to check in on you, you will be like, <laughs> I'm on episode five. And I'm like, it's not homework. <laughs> it's not homework. I feel so bad because I know I'm responsible for making you feel like it's homework. It's, I just, do you like it yet? You don't I, have no, to. I like it. I like it. Season. It's just, it's an, it's a bigger time commitment than last Yes. An hour is a lot And you can't be on your phone with it. Yeah. You, you have to pay attention or else you'll miss the nuance that makes it worth watching. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. But I, I will just, watch Ted Lasso. You know what the main thing holding me back right now is? I Everyone likes it. I don't, well that, but the, <laughs> but I don't have an Apple TV subscription. Mm. I have two Apple TVs. Mm. I don't have an Apple TV subscription. Do you need somebody's login? No, because I know what's in my bank account and I know that I can afford to get it. I think I'm just frustrated by the fact that I now have to subscribe to so many things individually and I'm looking ahead to the point down the line where I don't have as much in my bank account and I forget that all these things are set on auto pay or I set it on auto pay and then that credit card expires and I get a new one and then the auto pay is broken and I have to remember what credit card I put it like managing stuff like that upsets me and I suck at it. It's why every conversation I have with anyone in my life is you need a personal assistant. And I'm like, yeah, but I would have to provide the personal assistant with a good living <laughs> wage, health insurance, and a bunch of other stuff I can't ask my personal assistant to figure out for me because I need to figure it out before I hire them. Roadblocks. They're all roadblocks in my ADD brain. And so here we are. I'm just going to subscribe to Apple TV. I'll get over it. Okay. You know what sucks that I just learned the other day? I have an old gener I have like a second generation Apple TV in my bedroom and I barely watch TV in my bedroom and most of my Apple TV is on the new one that I have in my living room. But I tried to watch something on HBO yesterday. It's a show called uh, I May Destroy You, another show that I'd heard a lot about but was putting off watching because it's very, very, very hard to watch. Mm -hmm. But it may be one of the best shows I've ever seen and I hope that the people who made it know that they created a brilliant show that is tough to watch. It's about sexual assault mostly. But I started to watch it. I tried to watch it in my room because that's not a really like a, hey, Dan, you want to watch this yeah, it's show? It's not a living room me? show. <laughs> yeah, it's not really like, uh, I don't think Myrtle would vibe with that show. She's kind of into Scooby-Doo, which I have other thoughts on. I don't think it's as good of a cartoon as it gets credit for. Anyway, oh. so I tried to watch it on my old Apple TV, which is uh, by old, I mean probably from 2013. And because HBO switched from HBO Go and HBO Now to HBO Max, and the old Apple TVs don't let you download new apps, it's just what the Apple TV comes with is what you have and then it will update. There is no HBO Max Ooh. if you have an Apple TV that's older than the most recent ones. And I was like, this must suck for somebody out there and they have nowhere to, I see you person that that's been bothering. <laughs> I had to go to HBO Max on my phone and then like stream it to my TV. That is frustrating. Very frustrating. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. Thank you. That's but I will tough. watch Ted Lasso because all I have to do is click a button and then say, sure, I'll pay. I have no idea what credit card is associated with this account, but sure. It's, uh, it is the opposite of tough to watch. I know. I've heard. But if yeah. I don't like it, I'm going to feel like, like such like a it. loser. Like Why? Wedding Crashers. I saw Wedding Crashers in theaters because everybody was like, it's so funny. And having watched it since... It is pretty funny, but when I watched it in that theater, I was like, this is not as good as everybody said. Mm. Expectation versus reality. I'm trying to have people stop telling me that it's good so that I'll it's finally not, I mean, watch it's not it. that great, but you yeah. should like, I don't know, go in open-minded and you might like it. Yeah. But I it's not like it, but, you know. And then I'm going to tweet like, why did you let me wait this long to everybody? <laughs> it's just a, it's self-destructing. 
I almost sent that exact same tweet. How come no one told me this was so good? Mm-hmm. But then but everybody I did. Because I don't literally tweet that much. everybody did. Mm-hmm. Before we started talking about TV shows, you were gonna dip a toe. Do you oh, want to yeah. go back to dipping a toe? How are sure. we doing with the other stuff? It's it's still a roller coaster. I've I've had some. I don't have a full time job yet. I am working part time producing a soccer show about the women's super league which is awesome and so fun and has a team with really talented people on it and i've met some fantastic folks that i'm like pumped to work with and i will say that some of our zoom meetings are 90 to 95 percent women and it just brings me so much joy and not that like nothing against the the men on the team because they're all so great um but it's just it's so refreshing and fun uh to work with like so so many of them and i said this to them the other day like they're so buttoned up and organized that it's like i don't have to worry about any of that stuff that must be for you specifically very freeing so freeing. Mm. I just get to think about like creative and producing and like managing the talent. And that's so awesome. They're so great to work with. I'm really excited about it. So that's going to launch uh, soon. We, we decided to wait till after the She Believes Cup. So that's going to come out in March. And I don't know how much, like if there's been an announcement or anything, so I don't want to like get into Yeah, we don't have to say any specifics. But it's great. They know that we'll tell them when it's out and ready yeah. to be listened to. So I'm doing that, um, you know, two or three days a week. And then I'm doing the Dear Ashley podcast with Steve once a week, um, which is really fun. And then the rest of the time I'm either scrolling through LinkedIn or Indeed or wherever and sending resumes and making phone calls and having interviews and thinking about my life and going from being super optimistic and confident and fired up and like proud to like being really bummed out. It's, it's really hard to maintain the optimism and unshakable confidence for long stretches. And when you don't have some sort of positive reinforcement every once in a while, it's, it gets really disheartening. And it's, I said to you, I don't know if it was last night or whenever, like I, really didn't like I knew on paper it could take a long time but I really didn't think it was going to take this long like I thought I was going to have something in like January and now all of a sudden like February is almost over and you know you're starting to like panic a little bit about money and benefits and like you know because my benefits from Disney only extend through you know like March and it's just all this other stuff that's that's just gets in your brain and there are you know there are things that things that I enjoy doing and help me relax that all of a sudden I'm like wait now I don't know if I can do that stuff because I feel guilty anytime I spend money on anything you know what I mean it's like I really like home decorating and refinishing furniture and like vibes of rooms and stuff. The vibe I, in your current room, by the way, now seems like the time to mention is great. It's your house fantastic. looks different than I saw it last and it looks like you've made yourself a workspace. It's it's really nice. It changes the whole feel in here. But like that ladder bookcase, I got so much anxiety buying it before I put it together that I like waited till a President's Day sale and I just like 
would, I literally lost a night of sleep being like, oh, can I spend $100 on this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, it, it, I should and I shouldn't. It's yeah. like you can argue both sides of it, but it's that like the little stuff like really chips away at you. Um, and it's hard to, it's hard to be on so much. Like when every, and as someone who's on TV, we've talked about this a lot. Like mm. when you're having conversations with, even if they're just, you know, networking, like, oh, let me connect you with this person or an interview is obviously more of an example, but having to be the best version of yourself so frequently is really, really draining. Mm -hmm. Then the days that you're, you're like, I just need a mental health day. You're wrecked with guilt that you're not taking proactive steps to be doing something to, you know, find a job. And so it's, it's really hard. Um, and the, to the other people out there who's, who are going through it, like I, I see you and I'm with you and it stinks. <laughs> it stinks, but you know, it's, it goes back to what we said and you have reiterated to me every time we talk about it. It's like, I know my value. I know my skill set, and I know that I can bring a lot to the table. I just have to be patient and remain optimistic because there are one of the cooler things about it is realizing how many different facets of this industry there are there are so many different things mm-hmm. i having come from the biggest company in the space where i worked exclusively for my entire adult career you don't realize how many other places there are to work that are all op- offering bringing different things to the table um, and so it's been really cool to learn about them and see what else is going on out there. You know, it's just kind of finding where I fit within that cog and what the next step is going to be. That it's it's just hard, again, to maintain the unshakable confidence that I have prized. Yeah. I mean, it's like you compare it to being on TV, having to be your best self, but I would say it's harder than that because on TV, I can come out and say, I'm... I don't know today. I just don't know today. I don't have it today. And I have people because the people I'm talking to, sure, there's new ones, but there's most of them are like, hey, we get it. We get it. You're okay. But going into a job interview, you can't be like, hey, sorry, uh, something happened with my kid today. And my brain's a little scattered. I know I'm qualified for this job. And let me tell you how. But let me also explain to you that I don't have it today. That's less you're less able to do that. You don't have that crutch of just being like, can I be honest with you? Because they're like, no, because the next guy's going to lie his ass off and then we're going to give him his job. You and I know better than most that an impressive interview can make a person who's not as good for a job be hired for it. We know that. And so there's pressure to crush everything all the time. And you're a person who rises to the occasion, especially when there's pressure. But you've, you know, I know you won't hear it, but I will say it anyway. You have to forgive forgive yourself on the days that you're like, I have risen and risen and risen and risen. And now I'm going to just sit for a sec and stop rising because I'm tired. (laughs) But then, yeah, you just need to be able to actually give yourself, you know, that the space and forgiveness to do that. Not even forgiveness because it's, you know, it's necessary to re-energize to be able to rise again. It's got to be like dating putting yourself out there and putting yourself out there and putting yourself out there and, and figuring out and having people not be interested. Like that's, it's okay. It's not your person. You know, it's not, it might not be the right fit, but it's, 
it's just taxing. It's emotionally taxing. We have to find you an analogy that is something you have done recently. Because comparing your current struggle to the struggle of dating, a thing you haven't had to do in a very long time, no. makes it even less relatable, I feel. Like. <laughs> I haven't had an interview in a long time either. I know. Right? I know. So we have to find something that it's, it's similar to that you know how to do. Like what's something in your life where, for me, it's video games. Genuinely, it's video games where I'm like, this is where I'm comfortable failing. I understand failure in video games. It doesn't frustrate me as much as failure in my personal life is. So I've started to try to learn and apply the way I feel when I play video games to how I feel with my life. It's like, oh, I failed? Well, let me try it from this approach. Let me switch my weapon from an ax to a spear. Let me see if that helps. Because in a video game, there's no consequences. And in my real life, there are. And I let those make me feel like I don't have the same control that I definitely do. I can change things up if I have the presence of mind to realize it's time to change things up. So like, what's the thing in your life that when you fail at it, you're like, oh, well, that didn't work. Let me try this. Well, not much. Um, because I, I mean, part of the reason I started the podcast um, was because I know that as a person, I need to get more comfortable with failure because I, I, I did, I mean, I said that I knew going into this process that was going to happen. And Failing is not something that I've ever been okay with, mm. um, that I haven't internalized. So I made the podcast so that I could produce something that isn't perfect and be okay with that. And it isn't going to do insane numbers and that's okay, you know, but I have found myself like pouring over the analytics being like, oh, why did 300 people fewer listen this week than last? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I'm still learning how to fail. Uh, and it's, it's something I really struggle with. I'm not good at it. I'm not you good at had it. To do, you can be good at it because you're good at everything. You just have to That's approach problem, it Katie. like failing like is I, winning. When you're so talented. Yeah, I know. You know and I know you're being sarcastic, <laughs> but you're, you have been so good at everything that when for circumstances that have nothing to do with your goodness or badness keep you from succeeding, you're like, well, I'm bad then. And it's like, no, 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 you're not bad. You're just, it's not a, it's, there are circumstances you will not be able to control. Yeah. I think that's, that's the, the toughest part. Like I know, I, I, I know that I'm really good at what I do and I want to be able to find the right situation, um, to do that. Like I, I, and it's going to be so fun when I, when I do start something else full time, because I'm going to come at it with such passion and energy that's been all like bottled up for the last month and a half, um, that I'm really excited about it. But it's tough when, when you see a job and you're like, oh, I'm overqualified for this, that I'll apply almost like a safety school. Mm. And another thing that you can't relate to. And then it doesn't. Ivy League school, but well, that was my safety school. Um, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, I love you so much because it's, it's, it's perfectly illustrating the problem, which is that your safety school is a school that most people have to apply to safety schools because they know they won't get in. Like that's, you, I'm, I'm just like, I want everyone to know I'm just kidding. I, this is, I'm, I'm playing the role of condescending. <laughs> I swore it's sports. Sorry. I don't How's actually that believe that. Freeing. Very pretty. Yeah, I also had texted Travis and I was like, because the turnaround time on this is going to be so fast, I promise we won't curse. And then I oh. forgot again that there's a circumstance out of my control and that's you. Let me check the time code of when you said it so Hold I can on. make his life easier. Write this one down too. 
Travis. I'm just kidding. 48, right around 48 minutes. <laughs> Four 48 no, minutes. Kidding, she doesn't mean it. She loves him very of much. Of course they don't. You're the best. So yeah, so it's been tricky. Um, but, you know, keep going. Keep going. That's all you can do. Keep going and also uh, look around. Not to Ferris Bueller you, but, mm. you know, there's going to come a time where you're like, whoa, Austin's 10? I know, man. So it's like, you know, this is something that Ashley of the last few years, just from being very close to her, you were work, 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 and work interfered with your personal life in ways that I at the time was like, you don't have to let it do this. And you were such a good and hard and dedicated employee and friend, I think, but I don't want to give, make it too personal. You did think you made sacrifices for a job and that job didn't do that for you. And that's allowed to hurt. But now you don't have that getting in the way of the stuff that is life. Mm -hmm. And yes, you are absolutely valid in saying, I obviously need a job. And like, that is a very real life concern. But you get to spend a lot of time with your kid right before he's about to reach the age where he thinks that he doesn't need to spend a lot of time with you. He's going to be wrong, but he's (laughs) going to think it. And right now you get to like hang out with him and you get to make something with Steve, which is like, I don't want to get too romantic about it, but I want to say part of where your love came from was like, look how well we work together. This guy is, Steve is so good at reminding you that stuff's supposed to be fun. Yeah. That's a very good way to put it. And it used to bother me so much when he'd come (laughs) into the office on show day and just run bits with everybody who was there. And I was pouring over the monologue trying to finish it. And you were buried in the rundown trying to make sure we had all the elements uploaded to where they need to be so that a show could happen. And I was like, why does Steve get to come in here and have the best day of his life? And I have to work, work, work. And then no one's making jokes with me because I'm miserable because I need to get this done. (laughs) And now when I think about what I miss about The Office, I'm like, I miss when Steve would come in and just bring cookies and then everybody would be laughing. Because that's the stuff. That's what it's supposed to be. And I get lost in the work. And I think you do too. Yeah. And right now it's very disorienting that there's no work to get lost in or that it doesn't feel the same getting lost in the work. And you're not as confident that the work is going somewhere that's going to matter. But if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of the work we put into the show that we made didn't end up mattering. And so it's like, what matters is when I think back to the show that we made, podcast and I'm mostly thinking TV because of Steve, but podcast and TV. Like, did, was it cool for us? Did we make something that we liked? I think some days we did. I think a lot of days we made something in the restrictions that we were given. And then now we're like, well, oh, I see now why I probably should have just tried to not ignore that one. I'm starting to <laughs> evolve into more of a Jacoby, like, hey, it doesn't matter this much. It matters, but don't drive yourself crazy over it because it doesn't matter. Don't squeeze it so tight. Yeah. Yeah. That's really like, Jacoby's full of wisdom. He really is. And I know and that you know that, not just from your personal relationship, but with the, the last episode of this podcast. Yeah, and no, I totally I saw that, that his name was in it. Mm-hmm. And, and David, his name's David. I forget that so much. Really? If I had a dollar for every time I almost called him like da- Dan, dad. Dad, dad Jacoby. Dad Jacoby. He is a dad. Yeah. He was our father. Briefly, I mean, he was kind of like a—he was kind of like an uncle. Well, not all dads are there all the time. That's just a truth we have to face. That is he was true. A dad, 
That's very true. Provided useful wisdom and then sometimes didn't care about us as much as we wanted him to. He was a dad. (laughs) I miss him. Man, I miss the office. There was a video that Stephen A, I think, posted of him walking through the office when Jacoby was in the clown costume Mm. sitting at the desk and they walked past our two desks on the way to Stephen A's office, which was right behind where we sat. And it was just this like smack in the face Mm. of like memory and nostalgia and like longing like Mm. oh man look at our crappy tiny not even cubicles just little desks i only recently came to terms with the fact that when things go back to normal they still won't be back to normal because in my head i'm like when everything's back to normal i'll be sitting next to ashley at a desk no i won't because not only is your desk not your desk jacoby informed me my desk not my desk yeah i don't have a desk anymore my stuff was like box some red tape over that like whole area. It was like the quarantine our whole section. But yeah, just thinking not even like, I mean, not just me, but the whole like show staff is, yeah. it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. I don't know it's, what normal is going to look like. I know, which is why it's, I'm trying to let that motivate me to pay attention to right now and know that right now this is normal. And so this is, I can't keep being like, well, someday when X and Y and Z happen, my life's going to start again. It's like, no, this is it. This is my life right now. And yeah. so what do I need to do to infuse the joy from before into now instead of putting a bunch of benchmarks onto how I can get back to my joy? It's like, no, I got I to gotta find it here. And so, so what are you doing? I don't know. Uh, some days, look, some days I'm super good at it. Some days I am so present and I hate that word because it always makes me think of the people who tell you that meditating is, and I know meditating works for people. It's very hard for me. And I, 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 I'm struggling to find a way to discuss it so that people who also struggle to do it can gain its benefits. You know what I mean? There are days where I am present in my body. I am processing what's happening to me. I am noticing things that are giving the only other person I see every day, Dan, anxiety. And I'm like, hey, I know how to fix this. Let me fix this. But then I have to remember that then there's other days where I'm not present and I think I'm still helping. And I'm like, you're not you're pushing and you're not listening to what the other, like part of being present is like hearing your surroundings, including people, but like yourself and people and your situation. So how am I doing it? I'm allowing myself to take breaks when I need them. And I think by not beating myself up for taking breaks, I'm enjoying the actual break. I think what I've learned is that I before, because I can take a break. I can, the problem for me is like starting back up again, because like I said, I commit to whatever I'm doing. Problem is when what I'm doing is a break, I commit to beating myself up about the break I'm on. And then it makes me feel like, well, I haven't enjoyed any of this. So I'm going to keep doing it for another hour to get the enjoyment out of it. But then I keep beating myself up for doing it for another hour. And so now I'm like, look, do this, all of it, put yourself in it, enjoy it. And then you're going to be like, all right, let me get up and do something. It sounds, I know I'm breaking down basic human function, but it's, I, executive dysfunction of my brain keeps me from understanding that like, you're not enjoying the thing and then you're making yourself feel bad for enjoying yourself. So the enjoyment is the part that's missing and you're just doing things so that you don't stop because you're afraid if you stop, then you're really a bad person. So I'm just trying to be, enjoy the things I'm doing. Good. Accept people and forgive 
myself, but also forgive other people for things that I know if I know them as a person, I know that they don't mean it to hurt me. Instead of interpreting the eight different ways they're trying to tell me they don't like me, I'm just like, hey, that's okay. Thank you for giving me a no. That's why today I was like, I don't know how to put this in so many words to let her know. If she's busy, she comes first. She doesn't have to bail me out on a podcast situation that I got myself into. And that's why when you said yes, I have to send such a long text. I know. I know. That's the part I'm also working on. It's like you get there quicker and stop freaking people out by taking everything really (laughs) seriously. I'm just learning. I think that I, the fact that I miss people so much that are in my life, I'm like, yeah, that means you really love them. And so let them know that. And when you can see each other again, don't let work get in the way of how much you love these people and support these people and want these people to succeed and be great. Speaking yeah. of seeing other people again, did I tell you I got in a, a vaccine appointment? No. So I got on the schedule finally. Oh, thank God. March 12th, I get my first one. Oh my God. That's such exciting news. Yeah. And then, so the second one I think is April 9th. And so by end of April, I should be good, good to, to go. go. Much well, I gotta safer. Do it. I got to do it. It's really hard to get an appointment. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's the number one way to get me to not even try? I haven't even tried to get a PlayStation 5 because enough people have said it's so hard <laughs> to get one that I'm like, I'll just wait till people stop wanting it and then I'll go get it. If, you in, if the PS5 were a needle, I'm certainly not breaking my back to try to get it stuck into me because I fear yeah. it. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, yeah, you guys all get your vaccines. I already got it. I know there's strains of it, but I'm also not leaving my house. Yeah. So I'm like, let the people who need to leave their house go get it. How are your, how is your taste and smell these days? I'd say they're at like 80, 90%. Here's the thing. I had prior to this a nose that was too powerful, Mm -hmm. um, which I definitely learned. I knew, but I definitely learned when I started dating someone who has no sense of smell. Dan (laughs) loves milk. We don't have to talk about it, but he's very enthusiastic team about Dan. milk. And uh, I, you know, not a fan of drinking milk as an adult. It's weird for a number of reasons, but it is what we it is. I've accepted that it. people that are very close to me love milk, and I try not to judge them for it. What bugged me early in our relationship was Dan would make me smell his milk before he <laughs> poured it for himself because Dan was like, I can't smell if it's bad. And I was like, part of the reason I got out of the milk game is because I don't want to smell bad milk. It's very, very powerful to me. I'm a person who, when I walk into a hotel room, I'm like, there's mold. Mold is here. I smell mold. (laughs) And that's annoying. And so now I would say my nose is at normal smell. I don't know if, I haven't looked into it, if there's people who have gotten COVID and they don't get their smell back at all. But I, I'm, I don't know if I'm like on the process of getting it all back. I'm at a level of smell I'm comfortable with. Taste, I miss a little bit. Like there's, there, I can't, uh, I could not blind taste test Skittles and tell you what flavors they are except for green apple because they really ruin the bag with that flavor. It's too overpowering. <laughs> but my sense of taste is not as strong as it was before. That stinks. Yeah. But I'm hoping it'll be back. When I can, it, it stunk the most. I mean, not to, no pun intended. It really stinks when you don't have it at all and your nose isn't stuffy. I didn't uh, anticipate how disorienting that would be because I've been sick and not been able to taste, but it's because I'm all stuffed up. Yeah. I had no congestion and just couldn't smell or taste anything. I could tell that it was sweet. I could tell that it was not like savory, salty. 
That's it. Everything that was salty tasted like salt. And I bought all of the foods that usually I'm like, woo, this is powerful. Like I was just eating bags of Doritos and I was like, nothing. Absolutely tasted like tortilla chips. That's bonkers. So strange. What do you find yourself missing the taste of the most? Like when your taste is hopefully back to 100, what's the first thing you're going to like really savor? Oh, like an, this is such a lame answer, but an apple. What an apple provides me with is the texture and like light taste. It's Mm -hmm. like a very, it's like eating an apple is like an, a, Everything about it is enjoyable to me, except the fact that you end up with a core that you then have to dispose of. That's my only note on an apple. I like the way it crunches. I like the sound of eating it. It's very satisfying. It's juicy in a way that you're like, woo, this is refreshing. The taste isn't overpowering. It's just there. It's familiar. It's a very solid taste. When you eat an apple without a sense of smell or a sense of taste, you're just like, yeah, this is better than eating a cracker, but it's not as rewarding. Mm. Cool answer, huh? Yeah. You're a, you're like a pink apple kind of lady, right? Like a Honeycrisp Macintosh? Like yeah, what's I'm your... a Macintosh, but you can't really get those. I don't know. I found those easier to get in, uh, in a like New a England Cortland. town. In New England, a Cortland <laughs> was my favorite apple. Mm. But here it's like a, yeah, it's Gala, I think is the one that Dan keeps buying. They're fine. I don't like a Red Delicious. Because I went yeah, through a phase either. where I loved Red Delicious, and then now I'm like, this is an inferior. This is apple. less delicious. Yeah, less had, delicious. Yeah, that's right. It's red. They had to name it that because it's, it's a red. As good as the it's rest a red of mediocre. It's yeah. a red fine. A red fine. And a green one, it just doesn't. It tastes too much like grass. <laughs> it tastes like grass. To you? Yeah, it tastes too green. I I know I'm nuts. We don't all have to spend a lot of time that's on just, the specific ways in which I'm nuts. I just let it me is say nice. What my truth. When I learned something new about you is my yeah. only point. I didn't know that you thought Granny Smith apples tasted like grass. Yeah, they're, they're like, they are sour. They don't taste anything they like are sour. sour apple yeah. tastes like, but they are more sour than they are sweet. Mm-hmm. And That's they're a little true. more firm. Yeah, mm. they are. <laughs> I ate, I was, I had gotten into this rhythm where I was making myself breakfast in the morning. I was making avocado time? toast. What? At what time? You know what, Ashley? I'm telling you about a victory. We really don't have to harp on the fact that, yes, for me, breakfast was usually at 11 a.m. But I was going to bed at 4 in the morning. So it makes sense. And I have no obligation. So as long as I'm getting the eight hours, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Anyway, I was making myself avocado toast every day. Avocado with salt and pepper, olive oil on the wheat bread, and uh, and a tomato sliced up. It sounds and great. It's very simple, but it was delicious. And then I made myself one when I had coronavirus, and I was like, "Oh, this is this just feels like boogers on bread." Oh. And then I was like, "Cool, I don't like this anymore." Which is oh, true. The no. taste is delicious, but it didn't taste like anything. And Without the, texture, the taste, just the texture. Avocado oh. toast. Just a warning: if anybody's gonna get COVID, avocado toast without the taste is weird. Ugh. It's awful. The bread. You notice how soggy the bread is. Whereas before, you're like, "But it tastes like olive oil, and everything's working together." Mm, that yes, was um, not- when I got pregnant. I got turned off from avocados. Like, and it's one of the things that they try to tell pregnant women to eat because they're so full of nutrients and, you know, it's like packed in a really, you just need a couple bites and you get so much. And I was like, get that slimy green crap away from me. And Steve, like them now? I, 
I will eat them it's now, but I will I never ordering request. You lunch. I ordered you lunch once that was like this awesome shrimp bowl. And I know you love shrimp. I do. And you were like, what's this? And I was like, it's a shrimp avocado. No, that's, you don't like yeah. avocado. But also shrimp and avocado, I feel like is a weird combination. No, they general. go perfectly together. Oh my God. I love, love shrimp and avocado. Me. I love anything yeah. with avocado. Avocado is great. It, I used to, I used to, but like now it's like, I have to soldier my way through it. Hmm. I'm like, oh, you I don't never request it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to pay the extra $2. That's true. To add it to everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So at what this else, point, Ash? At this point in the doc. Was that good? That was great. Last night I put on a, normally I listen to a podcast when I go to sleep. I put on sleep meditation because I just wanted someone to sound like they had their stuff together. Yeah. And they were like, you're going to be asleep soon. Yeah, You're totally fine. And I think it worked because I don't remember how it ended. There's, um, those are really hit or miss. I, yes. I just yes. Google them. Yes. Let me send before I forget. There's a, there's some stars one that, uh, that, works for me. They're so hit or miss. I had somebody, I tweeted the other day, which is not what you're supposed to do when you're up at 4am and you're looking at the clock and you're like, I gotta be up in three hours. I, uh, I tweeted the other day, like, here I am. None of my things are working. And somebody did exactly what I was hoping they were, they would do. Someone did the, have you tried, um, have you tried, what's the thing people take? Melatonin. Have Mm -hmm. you tried melatonin? And I'm like, you, you mean well, but that's the least helpful advice you could possibly. <laughs> of course, I've tried the thing that comes up first when you Google how do I, how, what can help me sleep. Some guy was like, here is an obscure video. This may be weird and not help you at all, but it is a video where a man has put a microphone inside the cabinet of his bathroom and he runs the bath. And you just listen to that. And something about the echo of being in the cabinet with the muted rushing of the water works and he's like everybody i've suggested it to it works and uh and i was like thank you a new thing to try and? it didn't work didn't work <laughs> you know why because i had tri- like i said i had exhausted all other methods and one of those methods was getting a good workout in which i've heard is legal in new jersey now it is well some it's legal gyms, legal yep some gyms are legal this metaphor has become more complicated as going mm. to the gym has become not something you're allowed to do. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> the point is, I guess sometimes that leads me to hear things or think too much about things that aren't there. It's common. And so I was convinced, and I actually haven't gone back to check, but I meant to, convinced that that guy put his microphone in his bathroom and ran the water and then had a conversation with somebody right outside of the room. So I was convinced I could hear him being like, yeah, yeah, the microphone's just in the cabinet and I can, and then I just let it run. So you just got to let me fill this bath for a little while. So I thought I could hear voices. Can you (laughs) pick up your phone? Say it that way. Pick up your phone because there is something that I wanted to ask you if you'd tried, but I can't say it on the podcast. Oh yeah, yes. Actually, okay. it's like two on the list. So okay, just checking. Thank you so much. Want to make sure all friend. your bases are covered. You're such a good friend. Yes, I have tried melatonin. Thank you for okay. asking. Uh, okay, now what? Because now I can either wrap it. How long have we been talking for? An hour and ten minutes. Oh yeah, so we can wrap it. Is there anything else that's been on your mind that has nothing to do with heaviness or has everything to do with heaviness? Anything else that we would normally have chatted about that you feel like chatting about? I don't know when I'm going to see you next, but I guess we have to wait until, I don't know. 
Whenever. I feel like I have to get vaccinated because I'm not putting you in any sort of risk. Yeah, I know. I was I was bummed I didn't get to see you on your birthday. That really made me sad. Honestly, it shouldn't because this birthday was my worst birthday. And I just said, you know what? It's nice to finally have the birthday I can just say was the worst. And I'll just focus on the next one. Because I've been having birthdays where like they've been awesome to the point where I've been spoiled. You surprised me on my birthday. That was the coolest thing ever a couple birthdays ago. It was awesome. And then usually I'm like on TV and you get me these great gifts. This was That's the true. year where the gift I got was COVID. And, <laughs> uh, and I woke up on my birthday and every time my phone went off, I was annoyed by it because I didn't feel good. And it, yeah. like it sucked. And it, it's a good thing to have to remind me that next birthday, even if it's just a regular birthday, to be super grateful that it isn't a miserable birthday. Yeah, so. that's smart. I'm totally really fine smart. with forgetting that this birthday happened. Unfortunately, I've been told that mathematically I do have to still be 34. I can't just be like, well, that birthday didn't happen, so I'm still 33. Uh, so technically the birthday happened, but it didn't happen, you know? Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's like air quotes happened. Yeah. And I missed yours and Austin's. And so at some point, we'll all- We're just going to have a party yeah, this summer. I'll go to a beach at some point. My tolerance is super low because I haven't been drinking. So you can, I'll be a nice cheap date when we do Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. No, that's not me shaming you. That's me. That's me also being surprised. But look, I'm the, the only other person I interact with doesn't drink, and when it's yeah. not naturally part of the like, go to the store get alcohol. It's like they're yeah. just not here, and then mm-hmm. I just don't think about it. If it were here, I'd be doing it. I'd be doing yeah. an unhealthy amount of it. It's okay. It's well, okay. How about how about we set up a Zoom or FaceTime for some point, and we drink wine together? Okay. That would be nice. But you have to actually get wine. Because last time, I forget, we had drinks on camera. You had something super random. I have a bottle of tequila that has been my, if there's nothing else in the house, I have this for a really long time. Yeah. I want you to get a nice bottle of wine. The problem with me with uh, drinking wine is that means I have to make sure I don't do anything else during the day. Meaning like I don't participate in other activities. Yeah. I know. I got it. And then sometimes it's hard to get through a day, (laughs) depending on the day. So... Uh, it's everybody's fine. You know what? The message to end this all on, <laughs> Ashley, you're doing great. I'm doing. You're doing great. I'm doing. You are doing great given your circumstances. You cannot ignore the circumstances when saying whether you're doing great or badly. Given the circumstances which are bad, mm-hmm. you're doing great. Crushing it. You're Every- crushing it. We're all crushing it. Not crushing it is okay yeah. and part of doing great. You're doing your best. Which yes, I, I am. I will take. I will scary. accept that. Yeah, I will you're accept doing your that. Best, and your best is enough. Mm-hmm. Things are going to happen, and you're going to look back at this time. There's going to be a time that isn't right now, and what? you're going to be like, "Man, remember how much I thought right now was like the worst?" You're going to be all right, and everybody listening, same goes to you. Things suck. They <laughs> suck. A lot of stuff sucks, but guess what? Things aren't going to just one day stop sucking and be awesome. Things were going to continue sucking. You just don't notice it when things are also good. So put good into your life now so you can stop noticing the sucking as much. You have to, or else you're going to get beat down by how much everything sucks. Because it does. And nothing's going to change. <sighs> sucks. It's a lot of sucking. A lot of it. <laughs> I, I didn't think we were going to talk about sucking so much on this well, podcast. Well, I didn't even get to it in the way that I wanted to. <laughs> Probably for the best. Off pod, off pod. Probably for the best. Uh, uh, 
That feels I miss like your it. face. Yeah, I miss your I face so much. And I'm so happy to see it. And I know you won't hear this, but it is so lovely. Mm. I feel like it's either because I haven't seen it in a while or I don't get to see it as much. But every time I see you, I'm like, man, she is beautiful. And I'm so happy to see you. I need, I need to get us back interacting enough that you can stop only being nice. No. You know, like so many compliments. It's like I've run out of things to say because it's like, I, all right, get back to like. It's the new me. That's This is the new you. There's yep. no more ribbing. There's no more. No. Wow. I don't know. No, that's not I'm true. Gonna... I realized yesterday that I've I've been very proud of the uh, the work I've done to become a more efficient person or a person that's just like, hey, chill out. Mm-hmm. This is fine. But then I realized that it's very easy to do that when you're all alone and it's very hard to be this vulnerable in the world. It's just like, you know, you can be naked at your house. You can't go out naked into the world because it's frowned upon. Yeah. Too many other things that could happen to you. And yeah. you just sort of would have to trust that people you don't know aren't going to take advantage of your vulnerability. And so I kind of had to, this important realization yesterday where it was like, don't pat yourself on the back too much for how vulnerable you've been after being safely in your home for a year not having to truly worry about much of anything. So I'm trying not to be like, when I leave here, I'm going to be the best version of me because I got it all figured out. I know that when I leave here, my defenses are going to come right back up and I'm going to go back to being toxic. But as I'm aware no, of it, no, not I believe you're being toxic, but I'm going to go back to the things that I do as defense mechanisms. We all do. But I think being aware of it is going to make me better at working against it instead of just being like, it's the situation. It's not me. It's like, well, what do I control? Me. So I'm working on it. It's an ongoing process. Some days I feel like I'm the smartest, best person in the world. And other days I'm like, you're not even a person. You are disgusting and you're bad. And (laughs) you know, I think a lot of people are going on that mental journey these days. A lot of up and down. As I've said before, it's a ball rolling down the hill. One side of it is good. The other side of it is bad. So if something's bad, just look for a good. And that means that it's about to be time for a bad again. I remember when you said that on the podcast, it was a couple. That was the one with, who was that with? Was that with? I um, think that was Pablo. That was Michael Jr., but you were pretty close. Oh, Gojo. I mean, they're basically the same person. Yeah. In every, in every discernible way. Yeah, I think so. That's good to flatten our friends to dimension. So that's it for this week's edition. Well, the second edition of sports. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Dan Patrick. Not really, but Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sports Casting. A real mouthful. And BetterHelp, which was, you know, the most on-brand ad this podcast has ever had. <laughs> um, and shout out to, this is the part where I shout out a podcast, but Travis didn't put one in. So shout out to Dear Ashley, a podcast where you can listen to two wonderful people who are, who are two very different friends of yours that in this weird timeline got married. And, um, and you get to listen to them help you talk through your problems. Will you get the answer to them? Probably not, but that's because the answer comes from you. They give you all the tools you need to come upon the answer yourself. Because a really good teacher doesn't give you the answers. They give you the tools to reach the conclusion yourself so that you can have the achievement. You can wear the achievement of figuring it out on your own. Mm. That's Dear Ashley, available on all platforms. That's right. Right? Yeah. Wherever you get your podcast. That's right. And thanks to you guys for listening wherever you get your podcasts. In one place and then a second place because it's Ashley. Ashley's back. So let's listen to this one three times, shall we? Ooh. Or you could just leave us a nice review. Oh, God. Wherever you're listening to this podcast. Oh, God. Which we read. We read all of them and we love them. 
and uh, and I have one here. I have pulled I one here. I can't wait to hear what it is that I'm going to read because I know because it was me on this podcast that you found a review that really spoke to you. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm, spent a lot mm-hmm, of time mm-hmm. planning which one you were going to pick mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it would be the most relevant for this situation. And so I'm very excited to finally hear the words. It's almost like the anticipation is building. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. happening here is, is um, as I'm looking at all these reviews I definitely pulled, a mm-hmm. lot of them are too nice and I feel very uncomfortable reading a paragraph of compliments. Oh, here, hold the phone up to the screen and I'll read it. Okay. Um, I do have 20, better than 2015 vision, so I should be able to That's see That's true. Uh, some of them are really long. Um, killing this bitch. Just I mean, you could try the – great. Love this podcast from – oh, come on. Abby, three, four, six, seven, eight, four, three, three, five, six, four, seven. One of my two favorite podcasts. The other is AFE, so we're good there. And dear Ashley, if you wanted to try it. Katie feels like a friend and is so relatable. The show is how life feels. Focus sometimes, but then off on tangents, just like our brains think. Interested in sports, but too much else is more serious for sports to hold the same prestige as the before times. About everything and nothing at the same time in the best kind of way. Fighting the stigma of the mental health taboo and talking about it openly. Love this show. That was super nice. Yeah, it was a really good I liked hearing it from you. And then also halfway through, I'm like, this is torture making her do this. But you offered. It wasn't torture. I'm always happy to support you. I told you I've been listening and loving everything you've done. It's you were put in a tough situation and you've bounced back so beautifully. I would say it's better than it was before. You know what I mean? Can you stop? Now I'm mad. Now you waited till the very end (laughs) to make me mad. No. But lastly, Ashley, they shouldn't forget that they can always leave off a voicemail. Hell yeah. At 860-506-5571. I don't want to, but I have to tell you to say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. Thank you so much for coming back. I love you. We miss you. And we'll do this again. Let's set up a live thing. Okay. We will. Okay. Yes. Okay. Bye. Love you. Mean it.